Good morning, I'm Francis Keeney and this is The Trough for Thursday the 16th of March. Your daily bite-sized wrap of all the political news you need to know this morning. The Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull is proposing a major $2 billion expansion of the Snowy Mountains hydroelectric scheme to address Australia's energy needs. He'll visit Tumut later this morning, announcing a feasibility study into increasing the electricity generation of the iconic scheme by 50%, promising it will power an additional 500,000 homes. It's being dubbed the Snowy Mountains Scheme version 2.0, in quotes sent out by the Prime Minister's office last night. The Australian Renewable Energy Agency will examine several sites which could support large-scale pumped hydroelectric energy storage around the Snowy Mountains Scheme. Remember, this is the kind of technology that's been flagged for a few weeks now. And according to the AFR, it could take four years to build. The Australian says one proposal is to create three new tunnels linking Talbingo Reservoir with Tantangro Reservoir. Laura Tingle from the AFR says the Prime Minister may have finally hit pay dirt and is being viewed favourably by the major newspapers this morning. One question for the Prime Minister would be if this upgrade of Snowy Hydro would make it easier to sell it off. Although that was an idea that was eventually hit on the head more than a decade ago by the Howard government. Now, the details here will be essential. The Prime Minister says the scheme was designed to be expanded and that any expansion would have no impact on the scheme's ability to supply water to irrigators. But if this involves more dams in an environmentally sensitive area, such as the Kosciuszko National Park, this will be an issue. And keep in mind there's already a pumped hydro scheme in place at G-High at times of low water flows. And while the Prime Minister says it will not impact on irrigators, there's no word on what impact, if any, it will have on the Snowy River and the agreement to increase environmental flows downstream of Lake Jindabyne. There's also the cost, who's going to pay for it, and whether there'll be enough water in the, in the years ahead to accommodate the expansion. Nevertheless, this is a new front that's opened up in the debate about energy security and carbon emissions at a time where the Prime Minister is under pressure to act. And another possible angle is Tasmania's role in all this. It too has a substantial hydroelectric scheme and if another interconnector was built with the mainland, it could also expand its operations. The Prime Minister has also secured an agreement with Australia's largest gas companies that they will make more gas available for the domestic market. It follows an hour-long crisis meeting at Parliament House yesterday. Malcolm Turnbull said the gas giants risk losing their social licence if they fail to come up with a solution to a looming gas shortage at a time where exports have reached record highs. And comparisons have been made with the comments yesterday to what we saw with the banking sector last year. Mr Turnbull also threatened to use the Commonwealth's powers with respect to gas exports if a solution wasn't found, despite companies being locked into long-term export contracts. Two of the, of the largest LNG producers in Queensland have agreed to become net domestic gas distributors. That means they provide more gas to Australia than what they do for exporters. There's no details on how much additional gas is involved or what impact it will have on domestic prices. Mr Turnbull has also criticised state governments, who weren't invited to the meeting, by the way, of the various bans on developing onshore gas resources. And remaining on power... Fairfax has contacted federal government MPs about whether they support nuclear energy. 
And one in 10 think it should be on the table. 11 MPs on the record have said they'd back discussions on the idea, including Tim Wilson, Eric Abetz and Warren Ench. In other news now, and the new ACTU Secretary Sally McManus is likely to come under pressure very early on in the new job, following comments on 7.30 last night. She was asked by Lee Sales about whether the organisation would distance itself from the CFMEU, which has raised, faced a raft of court cases. Sally McManus criticised the current laws governing industrial action, stating that while she believed in the rule of law, if a law was unjust, she didn't have a problem breaking it. We saw a quick response from the uh, coalition and the employment minister, Michaelia Cash, who's in New York, saying it's proof that unions think that they're above the law. And we're seeing comparisons quickly made with the Trade Union Royal Commission as well. Bill Shorten, the opposition leader, has also distanced himself from the remarks. He told Fairfax he doesn't agree with her, saying that if someone believes that a law is unjust, they should use the democratic process to get it changed. Quote, we believe in changing bad laws, not breaking them. The proposed changes to media ownership laws have been simmering away for over a year now, but we've got details about the negotiations with the crossbenchers this morning. According to Fairfax, the federal government is considering a crackdown on gambling advertisements on TV in a bid to strike a deal with Nick Xenophon, who is staunchly against gambling and poker machines. The independent senator is also demanding that Facebook and Google compensate traditional media companies for the use of their content. The media ownership laws are due for debate when Parliament resumes next week. Former Liberal Federal MP Fiona Scott has called on Tony Abbott to resign from Federal Parliament. She lost her seat of Lindsay in last year's federal election and yesterday in the Finn Review was critical of the culture of the Liberal Party and its approach to women. She said that she was told she couldn't join the Federal Parliament's Economics Committee because, quote, it was for big boys with PhDs. Last night on Sky, she also said that Mr Abbott hadn't kept his promise that he wouldn't be undermining Mr Turnbull on the backbench. And she also said Mr Abbott's sex appeal comments in the 2013 election hurt her political career. And this comes as the coalition continues to grapple with tensions. Briefly making political news this morning, the Turnbull government is reportedly set to announce a multi-million dollar fund to help pay for advances in defence technologies. According to the Courier-Mail, the $730 million fund spread over 10 years is going to call for bids looking at enhancing the performance of soldiers as well as the use of laser weapons, hypersonic flights and robotics. Labor Senator Sam Dastyari has supported calls from within the federal opposition to re-examine whether the big four banks should be broken up. Matt Thistlethwaite first mentioned this recently, saying that any royal commission into the sector could air the idea of splitting up the big four. Senator Dastyari on Sky yesterday said it's something that could be looked at. The co-founder of One Nation, David Etteridge, has lashed out at Senator Pauline Hanson. According to The Australian, he's written to the Senate president saying that Senator Hanson and Senator Brian Burston misled Parliament about comments they made on her jailing in 2003. He says that they failed to mention the fact that he too was incarcerated and that his work allowed both of them to be released from prison a short time later. And according to the Daily Telegraph, the former New South Wales Deputy Commissioner Nick Caldas has been, quote, sounded out to head a possible Department of Homeland Security in Australia. That's only if the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull decides to go ahead with the idea. That's still uncertain at this stage. And Nick Caldas is currently living in Jordan, working for the United Nations. Today, as mentioned before, Malcolm Turnbull is in Tumut in the New South Wales Snowy Mountains. Bill Shorten is in Tasmania. The Foreign Minister Julie Bishop will be in the Philippines. And there's a few committees today as well examining marine fisheries and biodiversity, the cost of prosthetics, 
university innovation, as well as the use of drones. The weather for Canberra today, shower or two, and the chance of storms as well later on, and chasing a top of 29 degrees. I'm Francis Keeney, thanks for your company. As mentioned before, I'll be telling you in advance if I can't make these podcasts, and tomorrow I won't be able to either, so apologies for that. You can check the website out, though, thetrough.com.au, and I'm also on Facebook and Twitter. Talk to you on Monday.